What's up, guys? It's Chris Young. You're listening to the quad with Chris Young. We've got Ryan from Miami. Birthday boy has entered the chat. <laughs> Happy birthday, Ryan. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Haley the Bear. And producer Josh. Hello. Uh, very, very happy to be back with y'all. There's so much we got to get to this week, even more so than normal. Obviously, anybody that is paying attention to the news knows that we had a really, really bad tornado here in Tennessee. And not just in Nashville, but obviously hit Nashville, which is a rarity, even when there's tornadoes in and around the Middle Tennessee area for it to actually hit downtown Nashville. Scared a whole lot of us. A lot of people that I know have lost their homes and their apartments and a lot of their stuff. And I just have to say from the the city and, and all of my friends that have said this to anybody out there listening that is, is donated or offered to help or anybody that's in town in Nashville that has gone out and, and helped. Haley, I know you went over and, uh, and helped people move a lot of stuff out of their yards. Just everyone sends out a huge, huge thank you. And it's, it's been amazing to see, not only locally, but from other states, people reaching out for Nashville. And uh, it's just pretty pretty incredible, the response. But obviously a very scary night and, and sad. There were quite a few people that, that lost their lives. And it's just one of those things where in the middle of the night, that's sometimes the most dangerous time for you to have a tornado. I, mean, I couldn't even get a hold of you, Josh, and you were over in East yeah. Nashville. No, I was downtown. I was downtown. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. So I was... Uh... Yeah, I'm I'm a deep sleeper. I'm the grandpa that goes to bed at 10 p.m. usually, and uh, that was a big wake up call because I woke up to 75 texts from all y'all being like, "Hey, dude, are you? Hey, buddy, buddy, please reach out. Hey, man." Yeah, the the, the first text message doesn't make me nervous when you don't respond and I'm still awake at like 2:30 a.m. and they're like, "There's a potential another round of storms coming through that could develop," and and that stuff developed fast. It mm-hmm. it kind of went from oh, it's raining to we have a really, really big tornado on the ground and it it moved quickly. I think it was moving like 50 to 60 miles an hour, which is just even more dangerous. And it stayed on the ground for a long time. I mean, even for me, it's a huge wake up call growing up in Florida. There was tornado warnings every day. So for me, it was like a, it's always like a cry wolf. So of course, as the sirens are going off, I walked out of the front of the bar that I was at and I was like, no, there's nothing going on here. Meanwhile, East Nashville is getting destroyed. So it's, kind of one of those things like these things actually happen so well Haley you and I are used to hurricanes in Florida which you have days to prepare for when you have tornadoes that that spin up in matter of seconds you just don't have an opportunity to prepare for a situation like that you have to immediately go to your safe room and you have to be awake obviously if, it ha- if it's happening in, in the middle of the night and so um what I've been impressed with and and you know, obviously you feel for all of the families who have lost loved ones and, and have lost homes, but Haley, you were out there, you know, picking debris up and clearing roads, the response and the way that Nashville has responded in the greater Tennessee area, really, it's the volunteer state for a reason. It's, it warms my heart to see how much people have taken their time to help those that are in need. To the point where volunteers are actually getting turned away. Like they're like, there's too many people. Like we don't need you. We need. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty For awesome. For anyone that doesn't that. understand why we love Nashville so much, that's just kind of a microcosm of of that's this city and why. To me, it's the greatest city in the world, and I think a lot of people agree. And that that opened everyone's eyes to to why Nashville and Tennessee is is such an amazing place. Mm. Yeah, much like after the flood, we will rebuild and it'll be even better than before. So, well, if anybody's looking for any 
where to donate, you're wondering about any of that information, obviously there's been a lot of links posted. I know I've posted links. So if you follow me on social media, you can go find it there. There's multiple things from long-term programs that they have here in Nashville or short-term things that Butch Spearden is, is one of the guys that really has spearheaded alongside a lot of other people in the local government to get immediate relief to people. Uh, and I've actually partnered with him on a couple of those, which has been really awesome, just as a different way to walk out and face-to-face hand people what they need. And uh, there's still... It's going to take a while. This is not one of those things that goes away. It'll go away in the news cycle, but there's people that are going to be rebuilding for a long time. And sometimes it takes, you know, four or five months for people to get funds from some of those bigger donation spaces. So just uh, be aware, especially if you live here in Nashville, if you've got a friend that, that went through anything like that, just keep checking in with them. Even if they say they're all right, just make sure they are. And let's, like you said, let's rebuild. Mm-hmm. Well, see why I know that you deflect a lot of praise, but um, you know I think everybody owes you a, a debt of thanks for you know your generous donations. I know you you certainly pitched in after uh, Harvey in Houston, and and you certainly did the same here with the tornadoes. So personally, thank you for what you do and and helping uh, you know the city you love rebuild. Yeah, buddy. Thank you, brother. So that is the first thing that we wanted to discuss, and I'll ask do y'all do y'all want to go sports? Or do you want to go music? What, what do you want to do this week, Josh? I want to do music. Let's do music first, then. Here we go. Music. That should have been obvious. That should have been the obvious segue from talking <laughs> about the city of Nashville and to going into music, but <laughs> I'm an idiot. So <laughs> I, I will say, shameless plug, I'm dropping a new version of Drowning. I've been teasing this for a little while because... That applause sounds so weird in your house. I don't. I think it's just the echo. But it, it's it's echoing. It's a it's a a crowd of applause for you, my friend. <laughs> so it and you know what? Actually, before we get started with all this, we said happy birthday, but it is it is your thirty first birthday today. I'm thirty wonderful or thirty fun, whichever one you'd like to go with today. <laughs> I'm gonna go with thirty fun. I'm just gonna go with like your thirty one. Accept it. I don't know that that cake. I can't that, see your face bare because the FaceTime is blocked off, so I can't see that you're sticking your tongue out at me or whatever. <laughs> that that cake that one of our friends uh, brought you, that's in the background right now, says forty on it. So I don't, I don't know which one we're supposed to believe. Yeah, and I don't know who was the one that said put forty on it, uh, but there's a rumor that it was you. <laughs> no, it was him. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a rumor. It's real. No As facts. my mother says. Don't rush my life away, CY. <laughs> okay, I won't. So get, getting back into music, <laughs> I am dropping a new version of Drowning. It is, originally they were like going to put acoustic version on it, I guess. I was like, well, it's not really. It's not. I mean, it yes, is. a piano is a stringed instrument, but it's, like, it's, it's a C7 piano. And then there's like one little uh, electric part that Derek Wells played underneath, underneath that. And it's just kind of similar to what I do live with that song and I know a lot of people were asking for a version that did that so it's been something that I've been working on in tandem with the other new stuff that I've been tracking for the record and I figured we should release that sooner rather than later so you guys are going to get that this Friday it will be dropping and I hope everybody goes and checks that out because I spent a lot of time doing it. What a and, birthday present. Thank you, buddy. I oh, appreciate it. You're welcome, man. You just got to wait a couple of days, but it's 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 on the way. 
Also got a chance to do the Houston Rodeo. And yeah, how for, was that? Dude, it's, dude, the photo and video you posted was incredible. I'm going to post another one actually today. So if you haven't been by my page and, and you're listening to this, go to either my Instagram or, or Twitter or Facebook. But it's so cool, man. And I, I've got a video of the open of the show, and it's just the stage coming. You know, it, it, all that stuff moves on that stage and the way that they roll it out and then the way that it kind of unveils and there's all these fireworks going off and just the lighting is insane. And it's so crazy. They said that was my sixth time that I've been there and every single time is so much fun. The crowd is amazing. Had almost 60,000 people there and just looking around at NRG stadium and realizing that people are just hanging out watching you play a show. It is, it is pretty incredible and just a, a cool vibe you know it, even more so than yeah all the the big stage and the big room and everything is awesome you gotta have the people there for it and just so much love out to houston for showing up every single time i play there it doesn't matter where it is but especially at the rodeo that makes it really really special well an article actually came out that i read that came across one of my feeds about the saying you bringing country music back to the Houston rodeo. <laughs> so. so they would, well, they have everything. They have everything there. I think the next night was Lizzo. Yeah. It's, it's a little sure. different. So, but <laughs> uh, this article touched on how like it actually walked through your set of what you did and just how you brought country music back and everyone loved it. So. <laughs> well, I will need to find that article and tell that person. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it was, uh, it was really, really cool and, and just loved it. And it was a, a great way for me to kind of round out my weekend, especially after working on mixes and everything else. And I've actually, I know I've, I've been talking about it nonstop, but it's music and I like to talk about it. I've got a new mix for, for I can't you. wait to hear it. <laughs> He's dancing right now. On our song. <laughs> it was an interesting dance. I, I, can't wait I did. I don't think it. I saw that dance even when the chiefs won the Super Bowl. I, don't even <laughs> think I, saw that one. I had to have some beverages at that point. Hey, Houston was a great time. It seemed on social media, but I'm excited to finally be a part of a quad pod field trip yeah. next week. When you come down to universal, and the Valspar Championship here in beautiful Tampa Bay, baby. Let's go. Yeah, we're all going to be there except for Josh. Oh. 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 Where are you going to be? Here, working. So you'll probably, it'll probably be raining on you. Yeah, probably. Sorry, buddy. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay, but good news. I'm coming back to Nashville with CY after. So here we go. Perfect. Let's go. Live quad pod with all of us in the same room coming in two weeks. Here we go. I like it. And again, sorry that this one was late, but obviously I had the Houston Rodeo Monday and we knew that it was going to be Ryan's birthday. So we were like, we'll do the birthday pod. This will be perfect. You had to wait a little longer, but now you only have to wait, what, five days for the next one? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. The next one comes much faster. So, so listen to this one quickly. Okay. Make sure we get the the numbers. There's not a disparity in between podcasts here, but it's, uh, it's been pretty awesome. So I'm going to go around. We haven't done this, I think, in a couple of weeks. But what, what are you guys listening to, Ryan? So I, I'm an album guy. I told you this. If, if you guys have listened to previous pods, I kind of get stuck on and binge listen to albums. Um, so I just recently booked my first ever solo trip. I'm going out to San Diego in a few weeks. And with that, I started listening to, again, John Party's Heartache Medication. And if you looked at some of the nominees for ACM Album of the Year, I was actually really surprised 
to see it up there, but not surprised because I love this album so much. And Party, obviously, a California, uh, you know, country dude, and and he's got some jams on this album, man. I mean, Heartache Medication, obviously, but Nobody Leaves a Girl Like That, um, you know, Me and Jack, Don't Blame It on the Whiskey, Tie One On, I can, I can go up and down the set list. But um, love this album. It got me in the California mode and in the California mood, and um, it's just something I've been, I've been listening to nonstop since I booked that trip. Nice. Dig Party for sure. He's a really good dude. Bear? Well, so I was out at the bars on Saturday night and an old T-Pain song came on. So all week I've been listening to T-Pain, all of his old stuff, like Bartender, I'm in Love, like, all, I don't know why, it just, the song Shorty, Shoddy, Shoddy, not Shorty, Shoddy. Came don't on. do it, Sh- no. Shoddy. Don't do it. You want to sing it so bad. I don't do, do it. I know, I know. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was far enough off that I don't think we can get in trouble. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> I might bleep it anyway. Don't. <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> Anyways, so Shoddy came on at the bar and I was like, oh my God, this is an old T Pain song. It's so good. So immediately the next couple days I've been jamming out to some T Pain. <laughs> so that's what I've been listening to. <laughs> well, that that isn't a bad face from what where Ryan was listening to. <laughs> and I think that is the first time anyone said the word stripper on the podcast. So <laughs> so far. So far. I whispered I, it. And of course it was Bear. Can we play the bear noise? <laughs> Boom. All right. <laughs> Josh, what have you been listening to? And now for something completely different. I always feel so much pressure to like try to point people towards music that I like and like, oh, you should check this. Like Adam Hambrick, that song, which I love. Yeah. Um, this one is super just for me. Uh, it is my favorite band of all time. The counting crows. It is the record somewhere under wonderland. And the song is called possibility days and it's super melancholy and it's very sad. So don't listen to it if you're having a good day, but if you're not having a good day, it's going to really just, <laughs> really just, really just you. drag you down into the depths. And it's, it? it's not bad. It's just, it's emotional. It, it talks about like missing someone a lot. And okay. That's fair. It's just one of those songs. That's fair. Hmm. Favorite I, band of all time though. I got to say, I, if you haven't heard of this guy before, Randall King, do you know what I'm talking about? No. Super, super country. I think this album actually dropped in 2018. And for whatever reason, I had just missed it. And some it came on the other day, and I was like, what is this? And, of course, what do I do? I shazammed and was like, let's find out who this is. And um, just an incredible record. Really, really traditional country. And, and it's just something I think you should go check out. There's a really cool song called Mirror Mirror on there. That was actually one of the reasons why I clicked on it, because I was like, did someone remake the Diamond Rio song? Like, that's that's ballsy. But it's it's a new song. It's different. And I just love the record. So that's something that I had not found before, which I thought I pretty much heard everything under the sun, and I've just missed. So shame on me. And if you haven't checked it out, definitely go uh, give that one a listen. I'm going to work on, but I feel like we should Spotify playlist all of these songs at some point. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a, good a great idea. idea. We should definitely put together a quad podcast Spotify playlist. Yeah. Give the people question. what they want. <laughs> Give the people what they want. <laughs> put a little T-Pain with some Randall King in there. <laughs> it'll be a weird. <laughs> it is going to be a weird amalgam of music for sure. But it'll hit. I think everyone will like it. It's yeah. definitely going to hit everybody's mood cycles throughout the day. <laughs> that is for sure. Do it like a concept album. Like you start <laughs> the beginning of the day, it's very mellow, and then it kind of kicks into the stuff in the middle, and then it's like the 3 a.m., and then there's T-Pain. Yeah. 
Love it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to sports. Sports. So a lot to get to here. I just would like to say that the defenders in the XFL are now leading their division. Cool. Yeah. How are the Vipers doing? I don't know. Let's how are not. they doing? <laughs> oh, my God. Haley, how are they doing? You know what? In my defense, it was a good game. So they've only won one game, right? Still, I told you we're going to rise at some point. <laughs> we're gonna come you up. don't have a whole lot of time left. <laughs> not, a lot, not a lot of games left. <laughs> it's only a 10-game season. <laughs> we have only won one game, but, you know, there's only been four games played, so we have five five <laughs> games played. <laughs> Half the season. Half the season, yeah. We, we can win the next five games, and y'all can lose the next five games. Honestly, wins and losses are irrelevant. The beer snake is the only thing that matters <laughs> in the XFL. Right. And the DC Defenders fan base came up with the greatest thing I may have ever seen in my life. I have to agree. And that's one of the reasons why I want to try to make a game before the season is over. Because, oh my God, why has that not been a thing anywhere else? And how awesome is that, that an XFL team went, you know what, we're going to do something completely different that is for everybody that's a fan of the team. And, I mean, they they show that on ESPN constantly. I miss, I completely missed it. What is this? You haven't seen um, the beer snake? I was, sna- oh, I was sitting with CY, you and I was like, what is that? You have a computer in front of you. I need you to Google beer snake. Literally because it's the greatest <laughs> living thing on planet Earth. Okay, basically what it is, is it is put together by fans. They stack a bunch of finished beer cups on top of each other to make this vertical snake. Okay. And, and it like- just... It goes throughout the entire crowd. It's amazing. Like, how big is this thing? Well, you know, I was sitting with Chris at the game. I was like, what is that? He's like, it's the beer snake. And it it literally just winds up all the way from the bottom of the, not like around the stadium, but from the bottom to the top. Like, as it grows, it, it just it literally. How does it not like flip section, over? Like no, because. Section, it clears the section from from literally like. When you're basically hanging over the field all the way to the upper deck, it's pretty. It's pretty incredible. Interesting. Yeah, I do. We're gonna look this up as soon as we're done. It, I love that you looked at Josh just now, and you're like, "Hey, look that up on your computer, which is running all of the software to record what we're doing right now." So we can't do that. I, also, I, I, my I phone is doing FaceTime. I have nothing looked at. <laughs> well, I literally looked at Chris. I was like, "We need to go to one of these games." <laughs> we really do. And and I'm just very proud of my adopted team, the DC Defenders. They get a shot. I really do think they do. So do the Vipers somehow. Yeah. Somewhere we're gonna get somewhere. Yeah. Okay. All right. So do you do you want to get do you want to get to it right here? The the elephant in the room that we haven't addressed we yet. We certainly can. We certainly can. I mean, when you have a beer snake with everybody's saliva going on cups, I'm sure it, it's a natural transition to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I woke up this morning to. I believe it's the the governor of Washington saying that he's wanting to ban any meetings of more than 250 people. So it's, I, I kind of want to go around and, and get your opinions on this because there's wide ranging, wide ranging opinions on the coronavirus and what we should do about it and, and how worried people are. And I, I just kind of want to get y'all's opinions before I wade in with mine, if that's cool, if everybody's cool with talking about it. Sure. I can lead off. I mean, I, I won't be able to give you my opinion since uh, coronavirus is something I cover extensively on, on 10 News WTSP as one of their main anchors. But um, I can tell you that our 
push in our motto that we've been stressing and that we've been covering is facts, not fear. And so I just want, what I want to stress to everyone is don't fear the coronavirus. It is, first of all, um, it is the risk to the general public is very low at this point. Um, what I want to stress to everyone is be aware, keep your family safe, make sure you're practicing. Obviously you should practice personal hygiene, but make sure you're washing your hands make sure you wipe down. If you're going on a plane, wipe down the seat or, you know, if you're in an airport, you know, if you're going to put your hand on the escalator, you know, make sure you wipe, you wipe your hands after doing that. So it's just practice personal hygiene to make sure that you're not one trying, you know, contracting coronavirus and two giving it to others. Um, I will say, do not fear, you know, don't go up and stock up on toilet paper. The zombie apocalypse isn't happening, but do make sure you take the precautions that you need to, to keep you and your family safe. Bear, you got an opinion on this? I'm not going to stop my life because of it. So I think what Ryan said is, is really important. It's, it's facts, not fear. Um, focusing on the things that you can control your own personal hygiene, how to be aware of the things going on, uh, how your impact is impacting others. If you have the sniffles, stay home. If you're coughing up, like don't go around people. That's okay. Um, everyone is much more uh, flexible right now with, Hey, I'm not feeling good. Great. Stay away. Totally fine. But don't let it change your life so drastically because the likelihood is not as high as some of the media stuff makes it seem. I think mine's kind of a two-parter. I look at it like you're seeing things where just to be vigilant on their end, um, case in point, LeBron James, where he laughed at it. He's like, I'm not playing games without the fans. And then immediately within 24 hours had walked that back yep. where he was like, no, no, no. If, if this is what it takes for us to be safe and, and not endanger anyone, then we'll play games without the fans. If they deem it necessary, you look at them canceling the Ivy league games. And, you know, I think to a certain extent, it, it scares me a lot because it, you know, you see things like South by Southwest getting canceled and obviously I've got a really big summer tour planned, mm -hmm. but I, I really do think for me, it's somewhere in the middle. I, I know a lot of people that are completely dismissive of it that are just like, don't care. And I think that's wrong. And I also don't want to see people fight over toilet paper in Walmart. I, <laughs> I, I think what you're saying, Ryan, is, is totally true. And I think we just need to be more cognizant of washing our hands, which sounds really dumb. Somebody posted a meme the other day that was like 2020, we're supposed to have flying cars. And now we're just now learning how to wash our hands. And it's kind of funny, but it's also like <laughs> the thing about not touching your face. It is almost impossible to not touch your face. You don't think about how many times you just reach up and like scratch your ear. I, Brian <laughs> has his hands all over his face right now. I used Hannah sanitizer before doing that, by the way. Okay, good. Um, I, I do want to say, though, CY, because you mentioned, you know, uh, these teams getting out in front of it and being precautious. I agree. But there is a little bit of a reactionary thing here. And I, I do understand taking precaution. I don't think we're at the level where we need to start canceling games or canceling seasons. I just don't think we're at that point yet. Um, I think being aware and being cognizant and taking precautions to be more, you know, cleanly, if you will, you know, in our arenas is, is what we should be doing at this point in time. I, I do want to mention just one thing, Josh, because you mentioned the media. I, I hear you. And I know a lot of people are saying the media is hyping this up. There are more people Googling coronavirus than Trump at this point right now. There is a very large interest globally 
about this virus because people don't understand it. So while yes, I do understand the 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 abundance of coverage, but there is a, a general interest in it. That's the only thing I will come back with. And if you would like to find out more, we've been doing a lot of extensive extensive coverage on it. Facts, not fear. You can go to wtsb.com slash coronavirus. And we will make sure that we give you all the updated information uh, and keep you in the know about coronavirus nationally. Also, for those of you that may be listening in Florida, we, we cover that extensively as well. Well, you they're canceling all this stuff, but think about it. Like next week, I'm going to be in the heart of theme parks. Like I'm about to work three days in a row at a theme park. Like that is, you're talking about people from all over the world that are in the harvest, like they're not canceling theme parks and stuff like that. So you, you try to think of like, how do they handle those situations? Like, what are they going to do? And I don't know. I'm just going to. Well, and to your, to your point, they haven't yet. Yeah. It's a read and react situation. Yeah, right They now. could by this weekend. And I, we just kind of, a lot of that stuff is out of our control at this point. That's one of the things that I was talking with another fellow musician. Like there's some, some shows that are like festivals uh, that although they haven't canceled them, they've been like, we're already canceling meet and greets. I just did a meet and greet for, you know, 80 people in Houston the other day. But it, it a certain point, they're going to take that out of our hands and our ability to control it. So I don't know. I, I think overwhelmingly, it seems like the, at least the four of us are on the same page where it is a case of just be vigilant, but don't panic. However, you know, if everybody else panics, that's kind of out of our hands. <laughs> there was a sign at Kroger. I just, I just ran, I ran out of cleaning supplies and I was like, oh crap, people are going to think I'm buying for the coronavirus, but I'm not, I literally picked up one thing of Lysol wipes that I use for my kitchen. And there's a sign that says we're limiting customers on what they buy. See, I, all right. And, and obviously this is not something to make light of at all, but, and speaking of, but. I bought like two things of toilet paper from Amazon (laughs) like a day before everybody started talking about people going in and trying to buy like 80 packs of toilet paper. So I had the day before that, if you (laughs) driven by my house, there were these these two like 24 pack things of toilet paper sitting on my front porch. I was like, great. If any of my friends drove by, they're like, what an idiot. So sorry. Doomsday prepping. Uh, coronavirus or zombie apocalypse toilet paper is not going to save you just so you guys know <laughs> i saw the best meme i did because everyone's freaking out about toilet paper i saw a meme saying this just in breaking news toilet paper has the coronavirus it spreads and it's fine tissue you're all screwed lord well you know i'll tell you scary movies tend to make me crap my pants so and you saw a scary movie this week see why do you want to do you want to move on to something else? Are we, was that your way? Can we can, all right, can we stay on sports? Shit. That was a pretty terrible transition. Yeah, can we stay on sports for one second? Because I do have to say this since I did mention you LeBron. Can, you can edit that out then. No, 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 no. no. We're leaving that in. We're leaving in your crappy transition. So I, I know you want to talk about LeBron's big weekend since we didn't touch on this. He is making one of the most convincing pushes for the MVP race in the last third of a season I have ever seen. The Lakers beat the Bucks handedly while also shooting horribly from three-point, and then they put the beat down on the Clippers and have established dominance as the team in the NBA. Ryan hit me with all sorts of facts and stats. Go for it. <laughs> I mean, I you know how much, you know my affinity for LeBron James. I mean, I, I absolutely agree with you. Now, I will... Make sure you know this. 
The Lakers still don't have a winning record against the Clippers this year, and they got demolished in Milwaukee earlier this year as well. So, But if we're looking at the sample size of the last 10 games for LeBron James, it I feel like you have to factor in. And there are people that are trying to remove the fact that he is 35 years old and in his 17th season in the MVP race. That has to be considered. The level of basketball that LeBron James is playing right now is absolutely unheard of for a player of his age, for a person that has that much service time in the NBA. He, to me, should be the MVP almost every season that he's playing on the court. Yes, Giannis Antetokounmpo is incredible and has had an MVP caliber season. But LeBron James, to me, is putting on yet again another MVP campaign in his 17th season in the NBA. And it is unlike anything we have ever seen before. Durability is a skill. And that needs to be counted into this. Well, I also don't, I love that you were saying he should have, he could have won it in any season that he's been in the league. I do believe there were a couple years there where he gets shafted and I don't think that should come into play. I feel like other people got voted on because they had LeBron fatigue. You mean the 2010 Derrick Rose MVP? Uh, yeah, and I, I just don't want it to get to a point where people are going, well, he deserves one, so let's give it to him over Giannis Antetokounmpo. And also, I will say, Ryan, you're like, they still don't have a winning record over the Clippers just because they've only played three games. Understood. <laughs> Understood. But these two teams are, are you know, potentially going to meet in the Western Conference Finals, which, by the way, would be an incredible Western Conference Finals if they did. But you mentioned stats, Josh, and I got a couple of here for you. So Wait, hey, time LeBron, out, time out, time out. That, that is totally, and I know we reference this show a lot, but you totally are trying to stew guts out of the wave from what I just said. You made that sound like they played 14 games and they still don't have a winning record with that win. They played three times. Stat of the day, stat of the day, yeah. on to the stat of the day. If LeBron hops Giannis and wins the MVP, he will clinch his fifth league MVP, which ties in for Michael Jordan for second all-time behind Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm -hmm. James also became the third player in NBA history to reach 34,000 points. He's on pace to average 25-plus points per game for a record 16th season. The next closest, Jordan, Carl Malone, and Kobe Bryant, all with 12 such seasons. LeBron is the greatest player of all time. That's the, that. I know that's a hot take we can have at some other point. LeBron's the greatest player of all time. He's also having an unbelievable season in year 17. Yeah, that that is a... Very fiery hot take, which we were not going to get yet. into that today. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. We were not going to get into that today, but now we can move on to movies. I'm just ready for baseball. <laughs> you just want to see what the Astros get that? I do, Yeah. What was that exactly? Y'all were just going back and forth about basketball, but I'm just ready for baseball. <laughs> All right. Wow. Okay. That's my that's my no take on ever. sports today. Is I'm ready for baseball. <laughs> Way to bring the show to an ass grinding halt. You're welcome. Movies. All right. So I saw the Invisible Man. How he's invisible. <sighs> oh, he was. You teed that up. You've been thinking about that all day, haven't you? <laughs> wow. Anyway, I saw the movie The Invisible Man. Oh. It's like. Can I go to the bathroom? I don't know. Can you? Just pee your pants. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I saw the movie, The Invisible Man. Really, really enjoyed it. Actually, I told somebody, I was like, I, it's not my favorite movie that I've seen. And they were like, oh, well, that sounds like you hated it. Everybody else that I know has loved it. And I was like, okay, I reserve like loving a movie for a movie I'm willing to go see again while it's still in the theater and pay, you know, 20 bucks for a ticket, whatever it is now. It That movie 
it was a lot more well put together. There was a twist that I kind of saw coming. Then there's one that I didn't see coming. So it is one of those things where you have to really pay attention. It's very slow at the beginning, but it's slow intentionally. And then a lot of the action sequences in it are, are really good without giving anything away. And I I'm tiptoeing around this because we're not to not spoil. Yeah. We're a non-spoiler podcast. I thought it was going to be pretty much the same thing that I'd seen with there's an invisible bad guy and this is how they find him. And this is what you do. It was not that at all. It's, it's very more like a, a mind game suspense thing that is woven through this entire film. And I thought they did a phenomenal job with how it is shot. I thought it looked really, really good. And I thought it was a different take than what I had seen in the past from a movie like this. So I would say go see it. If you don't have an overwhelming desire to go see it, I don't think you have to go see it in the theater. You can wait for it to come out and stream it. But I have a problem with this movie, and I want to see if you guys have the same problem. Because I know nobody else has seen this. So that's the movie for this week. My problem is with the protagonist. I It makes me really uncomfortable to watch a movie where the protagonist the entire time is either messing up or doing something that makes them look bad for the entire film. And, and I'll give you an example that's not this movie, so I don't have to ruin anything. Uh, Meet the Fuckers. Okay. I that, that movie, it makes me physically uncomfortable because the whole time he's like messing stuff up and doing stuff wrong, and it's not funny like Ace Ventura. It's like obviously making it awkward for him. And I just feel that tension the entire time I'm watching the movie. It does. It is not a good experience for me to watch that or any other movie like that, whether it's funny or whether it is like a horror movie where everyone's looking at the protagonist the whole time, like you're an idiot and what are you doing? And you're crazy. I, I can't watch a movie like that and truly, truly enjoy it. Is Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Just the whole time you're like, they're about to do something wrong or like, is that what you're pretty much saying? Yes. Okay. So like every single time you're like, you should know better. Please stop doing this. Yes. Yes. So that pulls you out of it. Pretty much just to cause drama in the movie, like create drama in the movie. Ryan. I just want to know if this movie is actually scary. Like, is it scary? It looks like it's suspenseful. More of a thriller. I get get suspense, but like, I, I don't, I, you I've disclosed this on this podcast before. I'm not a fan of scary movies. I'm the guy that covers my eyes in the theater when there's scary movies that go on. I feel like there's this this fear suspense with this movie, which is why I'm on the fence of whether or not I want to see it. Yes, you would be fine watching it. There's one jump scare in the entire movie. And they deli- you can tell they, they were like, they okay, we need, we need one jump scare. And it's it, they set it up for like a good ten minutes. Like you it, know could it, here, it could be here, it could be here, it could be here. You know, there's one that's going to happen, and it still got me a little. But it's it's not a horror film, per se. I will commend Elizabeth Moss though, because I think it's really difficult to act in a movie, like basically by yourself to an invisible person. Like it, it's a, it's a tough role I think to play, and I. From the trailers that I've seen, you watch the movie, see why. It seems like she did a very good job of playing up that drama. A drop? Very good drop. Very good drop. Uh, very good drop. <laughs> <laughs> so I, she really did. And and that is the one thing that I'll say. There is there is a part in the film, and this doesn't give anything away, 
where she is speaking to him, whoever him may be, and or maybe it's her, we don't know. But she's speaking to the other character and uh she does this big monologue and like cries during it and it seems very, very real. It seems like she's acting opposite from someone else, giving her energy to go off of. Which maybe they had someone stand in the room for that shot and she went back and forth while looking them in the face and was able to get that emotion. But still, it's just a really, really well done acting job by her. So, yeah, that is case in point, right? Really difficult to pull off. And she manages to make it seem very real. The the practical effects that they used in it to make some of those things seem real look really good. I was I was really impressed with that. Whoever did the the video editing and and the graphics on this it's just incredible. It's it's really incredible work. I want to see it. I've been dying to see it, so I'm going to go see it. It's good. Again, I, I I the whole time I'm like half in half out of the movie because of that issue for me personally. But it's it's a good film, so you should definitely go see it if you guys get a chance. All right. Deal. Deal. All right, let's do the hot take. Come on. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> that was really subdued, and quite frankly, I'm offended because it's my birthday, and you should be shouting. Uh, that was that was it was precious. I thought that was it was very gentle. It was very gentle. Yeah. But if you'd like another one, hot take. <laughs> There you go. Happy birthday. Hey, One what, what of these days, you. your birthday gift next year, maybe him just blowing his vocal cords out doing that. Cause it's, <laughs> he's he done it. My eardrums. Yeah. He's done it every week. <laughs> that I was, was, I was born for this. That was the whole point. Wasn't it? Of you recording that? So you didn't have to do that. Yeah. Really? I thought that was a one and done, but yeah, I, I thought it was. Nope. Turns out I'm amazing at it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so, wow. Wow, the brakes over you know, there. That's what I like Very about humble you. Humble too. Yeah, okay. dude, come on. <laughs> Did I steal your thunder? Yes. Okay. Love you, buddy. I'm very humble. <laughs> Just ask anyone. Yeah. All right. So moving on, Ryan, you have the hot take. So we just got finished talking about movies and we were discussing this in our quad podcast group chat earlier. The greatest sports movie of all time. And there are certainly a lot of great sports movies, a lot of great sports movies. My favorite of all time is without question. And I'm a little biased because I've probably seen this movie 75 times. I can actually repeat it verbatim because I watched it so many times when I was a kid, but the greatest sports movie of all time, according to yours truly is remember the Titans. It has everything that you want in a sports movie. Yes, I know it's a Disney production, but you have a storyline, a true storyline, by the way. You've got emotion. You've got the thrill of victory in the end. You've got great actors and the greatest actor of all time in Denzel Washington, Tom Hanks. by the way. But he's not in that. Tom Hanks isn't in that movie. Is Tom Hanks in a sports movie, by the way? Yes, he is. He is, actually. He is in a very good an, sports an movie. An incredible sports movie. I'm blanking on it right now, but I'm sure <laughs> oh, you'll Oh, you're going to feel like an idiot when we tell you what it is. 
Just yeah, I probably am. Are you done? Are Remember you done? the Titans, greatest sports movie of all time, with Denzel Washington in the lead. Coach Boone does an amazing job. Hayden Penetier, by the way, in that movie. And lo and behold, she became a, a pretty successful herself. I love that movie. I love the soundtrack to that movie as well, which is fantastic and just old school classic rock. Um, love that movie. I can repeat it verbatim. Petey Jones, running back, the running back, y'all. Okay. <laughs> How many so- feet are in a mile? How many feet are in a mile? Oh, dear. So that's your take, is is that movie. Uh, by the way, the movie that you're not thinking of that is absolutely a classic that has Tom Hanks in it as the manager? Do you not know what it is? There's no crying in baseball. Come on, dude. A league of their own. Good God. It's not in my top five. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. Hey, you didn't want to hit us with the top five best sports movies of all times list? Yeah, you don't want to find a list that doesn't have <laughs> Remember the Titans even in it. wait for that? Jeez, way to <laughs> blow my cover here, guys. Yeah, Why don't that's... you your argument and then let me do what I do on this podcast. <laughs> Type in things on the internet and read them. Factual. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'll go. I'll go next if sure. you want me to. Sure. I, I really wanted to go dodgeball just to be subversive <laughs> because that is one of my favorite comedies. And and honestly, I'm leaning comedy even though I'm going to go uh, with probably for my top five. There's some really serious films in there that I love. Well, and based on Ryan's categories, you have a an ensemble cast of characters. <laughs> you have a, a victory in the end. I mean, by all accounts, dodgeball is as good as remember the Titans. See, if I was going to do that, I would go Caddyshack. Oh my gosh. <laughs> ensemble cast, great lines, great acting that, that entire scene where he's playing through in the middle of the night, those two guys hated each other and they, they did that entire scene ad libbed and it's, you can quote that. There's a lot of quotable moments in that movie. Uh, you know, it was 1980, so that's Chevy at the height of oh, yeah. what he was. Yep. So, I, and and there's a victory in the end, and and there's a lot of uh, there's turmoil between the the two. Uh, Thanks for nothing, Donnie. You know, I mean, <laughs> there's there's a lot of things. There's a lot to unpack there, but no, that's not mine either. So, I like how you all are using my requirement of there has to be a victory in the end of the movie for it to be one of the greatest sports movies of all time. I like that. You're the one that made the sentence, so we're just going to apply those rules to everything. <laughs> oh, dear. Abs. Go ahead, Josh. What's your favorite sports movie of all time? Chris, has, Chris hasn't yeah. even done his yeah, yet. Time out. I haven't even given mine. I am just going down the you list of things. I, I said that could be it. Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest. The one... For for me, and I, I know a lot of people will go Bull Durham, and people will go Rudy, and man, there's just something about this, and maybe it's because this came out in 1989, and I was a kid, and so I have that memory of this. Major League. No, okay. Major League. And I would argue I like Major League better than any other baseball film that I have ever seen, even the ones that are serious. There's just something about that. It is so quotable. So many actors in it that you recognize. So many cool moments. Major League 2, not as good. But Major League, yeah, it's it's up there for me, man. It really is. Staying in the baseball theme. Uh-oh. Oh. Much like Remember the Titans is to you, this movie I have seen maybe a hundred times. It has the ensemble cast. It has 
the great protagonist. A lot of people went on to have really successful careers afterwards. And to me, it is one of those movies that is in the fabric of our, of our movie watching history. And it is the Sandlot. Oh, God. The Sandlot. Oh my gosh. Which is far more iconic than remember the Titans. Oh, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Oh. Killing me smalls. Yeah, seriously. I'm about to go far left with y'all. So. Okay, come on. Come on, Bear. War horse. Sea <laughs> <laughs> biscuit. Oh, I hate you guys. All right, so I guess I, I I guess I can be a little biased towards this movie. I've talked about this movie before. I guess I have can I have two? Can I have two movies? No, you have to pick one. No. Yeah, you pick one movie. No, I want That's why two. I was making the build up with joking about the movies that can I could have. Can I joke named. about a movie that is in my top two? Yeah, go. <laughs> oh, actually I can't it's really sad. I can't joke about the movie. Um JK, anyways, we are Marshall. It's a great movie. I cry every time. But I'm my favorite movie. Sports movie of all times is Brian's song. The story of Brian Piccolo. Interesting. Yeah, I I mean, I get it. That's from 71. I know. How is that your favorite sports I movie? Love you were negative first, 20 something at that I point. Know. <laughs> Stop. The first, I was young when I first saw oh, the movie. Wait, 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 wait. Now I know why. Because I, I didn't think about it. The Guys, the no, 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 no. It's the Bears. It's the Bears. It's the Bears. Of course that's your favorite movie. But okay, but the story of it is seriously sad and it's. The, it's between everything, every, everything. Oh my gosh. It's between everything, <laughs> you know, between the, the rights movement going on at that time, how he was only 26 when Brian died because of cancer. It's just the whole movie is just full of everything. And it's just so good. Y'all. That, that's like me saying Ace Ventura because Dan Marino's in it. <laughs> I'm serious. Have you, have you seen I, Brian's song? I don't know. Lace is out, Dan. Lace is out, Dan. I, I, you may be underselling Brian's song just a little bit, buddy. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's a really good movie. It's, it's up there in, in one of the best sports movies of all time, for sure. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I saw um, Gail at a mall. He was doing signing, and I totally bought a thing to get my dad a signature because it was the most exciting thing ever. I think I was like in grade school at the time, but I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> It was so according to our friends oh. at BleacherReport.com, he probably Bleacherreport. Okay, we just time me? out, time yeah, out, time out. Did you Google lists that have <laughs> remember the Titans as the number one movie? No, but I did go through a couple of lists to support my theory. <laughs> oh, uh, weird, biased, biased. I, but here's the thing: it's it's my birthday. I get to make the rules today. So guess what? I'm giving you two top ten lists. For the best sports movies of all time. So, according to our friends at BleacherReport.com, a reputable source. No, no, no. Hang on. First of all, you're going to give us two lists that you've already looked at, which have your movie as number one. False. Okay. My movie is not even in the top 30 of this other list. Go on. How's that for a curveball? Oh, gosh. (laughs) You're so funny. All right. Number 10, according to our friends at BleacherReport.com. A League of Their Own. Number nine. He goes CY, Major League. Number eight, Pride of the Yankees. Are these number just seven, all baseball movies? Number seven. This is another baseball movie, which some people would consider even better than Major League, is Field of Dreams. Number six, Miracle. And now into the top five, according to BleacherReport.com of the greatest sports movies of all time. At number five, Hoosiers. 
which is a phenomenal movie. Definitely would be in my top five. At number four, which I'm surprised you didn't go this route, CY, given your love and affection for the sport of MMA and boxing, Rocky. Number three is Rudy. Number two, remember the Titans. Of course. And number one. And the greatest sports movie of all time, according to BleacherReport.com, is The Sandlot. Of course. You of wait, course. you guys talked to each other beforehand, yeah, this, didn't you? This is what happened exactly. Y'all y'all put uh, this together. Huh? Sports movie of destiny. Sports movie. <laughs> now, let me go in a total opposite direction as I see CY Googling here and scrolling through his phone. According to Rollingstone.com. What? Why are you even using that? The top ten sports movies of all time. At number 10, Friday Night Lights. At number nine, Senna. At number eight, When We Were Kings. At number seven, Slapshot. These are totally opposite directions. These are all over the place. At number six, Bull Durham. And the top five sports movies of all time, according to RollingStone.com. At number five, Caddyshack. <laughs> there it is. There's Caddyshack. Number four, Raging Bull. At number three, Bad News Bears. Number two, the original Rocky. And the greatest sports movie of all time, according to Rolling Stones, is Hoops Dreams, which is a trash selection. That is that problematic. That is all over the place. <laughs> so also, are you just adding S's to things for fun? I'm, you know, Rolling <laughs> Stones and it's hoop dreams, Hoops. not hoop Hoops dreams. dreams. <laughs> so by the way, vulture.com actually has hoop dreams as it's number one. So I, there's evidently a big cross section of people that are Hold like, on, that's the movie. Does Space Jam count? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Sure. That counts. Sure counts. I'm, I'm changing my list. Space Jam needs to be in there. <laughs> You gotta wait for Space Jam 2 to come out. Oh no, I, I don't wanna see it. <laughs> then we'll see who the goat really is. Oh my oh, god. Oh no. That, you can't replace MJ and Space Jam. It ain't gonna happen. We'll okay, see. that that is for another day. So we we obviously jumped around a lot today, guys. If this is uh, a little looser than normal on the pod, it, we're doing it on a different day. We were trying to get this out for y'all. And it is Ryan's birthday. So one more time, happy birthday, Ryan. Birthday. Yay. We love you, bro. 30 fun years old, baby. Love you guys, too. And I'm glad I get to celebrate with all of my Quad Pod fam next weekend. Absolutely. So once again, this has been The Quad with Chris Young. I'm Chris. Ryan from Miami. Adios. Haley the Bear. Bye. Producer Josh. See you later. Ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley low, ain't no river wide enough, baby.